Ladies and gentlemen, Cosmic Ray is proud to present the biggest little star in the galaxy. Direct from Unork City on the planet Zork, put your hands together for Sunny Eclipse and the amazing Astro Organ. Okay, next, it is my great privilege to introduce a performer I've known for a long, long time. We're here at the Starlight Lounge doing our little show from opening to closing every day. After years of stumbling around, we launch a new idea. Our first safe highway, water. Now don't go away, because we have some very special entertainment to follow. W Radio, your information station. Hello everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 238 for the week of September 4th, 2011. This week, I'll be joined by a special guest all the way from York City, the biggest little star in the galaxy, Sunny Eclipse. Actually, it's Cal David, the voice of Sunny Eclipse from Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland. We'll talk about how he won the role of Sunny, what the experience was like, Cal's other voiceover work at the parks, and more. I'll then invite another listener on to play Walt Disney World Fact or Fiction, where I ask a series of true or false trivia questions for a chance to win some prizes. I'll then tell you how you can have a chance to play and win as well. I'll have some more information about our 40-hour live broadcast from Walt Disney World to celebrate the park's 40th anniversary on October 1st, as well as some additional updates before playing more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back... Relax and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. For you Earthlings just joining me, I'm Sunny Eclipse, bringing you the sunny side of entertainment from Unork City on the planet Zork. When the Big Bang was done and the fun had begun, there were nice bits of... Beyond the attractions and shows, Walt Disney World is full of a wide variety of musical entertainment. From walk-around acts to stage performances and dinner theater, there's something for everyone. But there's one act that's been around for years, entertaining guests inside the Magic Kingdom. Originally known as the Tomorrowland Terrace, Cosmic Ray opened up his first Starlight Cafe franchise on planet Earth in the 90s. And Ray hired the biggest little star in the galaxy, Sunny Eclipse, and he's been entertaining guests ever since. So this week, direct from York City on the planet Zork, I want to welcome in my very special guest, singer and songwriter, Cal David, the voice of Sunny Eclipse. Cal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lou. It's good to be on the show with you. It's uh, it's good to have you. And Cal, I got to admit, at the outset, from the second, the first time I talked to you, I'm like, this is Sunny Eclipse. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's, uh, it's Sunny's voice. You know, when I when I did that voice, uh, the guy, the producer, said to me, "Just be yourself. Just just be Cal. You know, just so I don't affect my voice at all to be Sunny. I, I guess I pump it up a little bit." You know, when I say things like, I love your planet, it's so blue and green, just like my mother-in-law. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, guess what kind of bugs they have up there in the moon? Give up? Lunatics! <laughs> hey, I'm on a roll now. You know, I'd still be up there performing on the moon, but I heard it was going broke. It was down to its last quarter. <laughs> But honestly, folks, I really do love your beautiful planet Earth. It's big and round and blue and green, just like my mother-in-law. <laughs> anyway. Well, you're, uh, you did deliver the lines great, but your background wasn't in comedy. I mean, you were, you've been a blues singer and you've been a songwriter for years. You grew up in Chicago. You formed your, your band Cal David and the Exceptions. And you actually, speaking of Chicago, you played with Peter Cetera, who became the lead singer for... The band Chicago too. Peter Cetera played with me 
<laughs> in my band. I don't mean to correct you. Uh, I, I discovered him and taught him everything he knows. No, that's not, that's not true. Peter, Peter was great when we met. We, uh, uh, you know, we were of high school age when we first hooked up and many, many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, he certainly had a wonderful career with all his Grammys, and he actually had a, an Oscar, Peter did. Uh, he sang the theme to Karate Kid 2 and got an Oscar for that, uh, that song. It was actually a duet with Amy Grant. That means nothing. But You're yes, Sunny Eclipse. You're a Disney character. Damn right. <laughs> I mean, darn right. Stupid Grammys. Who cares about a Grammy? <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm an intergalactic uh, celebrity. Absolutely. Listen, millions, literally millions of fans across multiple generations hear your music every single day. Peter Zatera can't say that. I mean, he maybe he can, That's but... That's true. <laughs> well, he's, he, did, he did rather well on the radio. But I, I get emails all the time saying, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when you hear uh, my voice singing those songs. I think I did about six or seven tunes with snappy patter in between. Uh, when you hear it, it's, it's definitely me. You know, it's, it's not the blues, but it's, it's, uh, you know, Sonny's material and, uh, you know, unmistakable. Yeah. So how do you so go I'm, from, I'm really glad to be there. How do you go from singing the blues to, to working for Disney? Well, you know, um, I was, uh, pursuing my, uh, bluesiness uh, in Los Angeles. I lived in L.A. for, for quite some time. Um, I was, as you mentioned, I was born and raised in Chicago, so that's where the blues comes from. But um, I was out there in L.A. And, and became friends with a fellow by the name of George Wilkins. And George, uh, as well as being a wonderful musician, uh, has a history with writing music for Disney, and he's written a lot of things. You know, he did... Uh, first, he did uh, music for Disney cartoons, which is no small feat. And then he started doing uh, stuff that was uh, in the park, in the theme parks, you know, Disneyland, Disney World. And uh, when this, I actually did another thing for him, which we can talk about, uh, which was called Goofy for Health. Uh, the Goofy for Health thing, I don't know if it's still running there at Disney World, but it was a, in an insurance um, it was an outdoor uh, cityscape, and it involved uh, the character Goofy. And I played the part of his doctor. And you see me in a in a silhouette. I'm shaking my finger at Goofy because he's, sure. you know, drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes and doing bad <laughs> things for his health. So uh, that ran for some years, and I, I had a thrill. I did get to see that one. Um, I brought my little nephew, who was probably seven years old at the time, and uh, we were sitting on these little bleachers outside looking at this exhibit, and uh, little Ryan, he yells out, that's my uncle, that's my Uncle Cal, <laughs> <laughs> for everyone to hear. And, and we proceeded to watch the thing for, you know, like three times through to get to hear my song. And uh, I think I bought Ryan a little Goofy for Health t-shirt, but uh, I never actually did see Sunny Eclipse. I, I, I will one of these days, but, but George Wilkins did hire me to do that role, and we recorded it at his house. He had a home studio there in Studio City, California, um, and outside of L.A., and uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it was completely different from anything I had done before. Uh, George created all that music on his synthesizer. I'm talking the strings, the horns, the uh, percussion, the the, the the cowbell, the the slide whistle, the kettle drum. I mean, everything was done on his computer, except for the fact that you can't replicate guitar parts on a computer. Right. So I went in and I did some guitar parts with some bluesy stuff that you hear in in the background of the Sunny Eclipse tracks. And then I sang them, and then I did the funny lines. None of that was off the cuff. It was all written for me. All of those, all of those lines were all written. And um, came time to do the uh, his Invisible Backup Singers. 
what was the uh, what is the the space angels the space the your space, space angels, angels of yeah, course. Sure. as I was saying we're here at the Starlight Lounge doing our little show from opening to closing every day and if you've been out there wondering where my backup vocals are coming from <laughs> frankly so am I they're invisible I call them my space angels when suddenly I heard them but no one was there those beautiful voices from out of thin air. They arrived just in time, invisibly absurd, as they saved my act. This is what I heard. And so uh, I was working with uh, uh, this group, the Brunettes, which included my partner, Miss Lori Bono, who's been, we've been together for 30-some years, and, uh, and she was uh, in that band, and uh, I suggested that, um, well, actually, George said, why don't we get the brunettes in here to, to be the Space Angels, and uh, that worked really well, because we all were hanging heavy at the time. Uh, a little funny uh, bit, now, George's vocal booth was actually where he had his washer and dryer, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, there was a light bulb hanging up in there, but it was kind of, the room was kind of taken up by the washer and dryer. This was a home studio. Now, the, the, the studio itself was quite lavish and kind of state-of-the-art, uh, but the vocal booth, you know, he was working on it. So when I went in there to sing my Sunny Eclipse stuff, it wasn't bad. It was just me and the washer and dryer and the light bulb. And, and we did it. But when the girls went in there to sing, well, it became a little bit more crowded. There wasn't room for a fourth person. The three of them went in there. And Amy, one of the singers, was quite pregnant at the time. So it was, it was kind of fun. So you recorded... <laughs> so we knocked it out. Yeah, so you, you recorded all those tracks separately. You did your part, the Space Angels did their part, and then George did the music separately. Yes. Uh, by the time I arrived to do my parts, both guitar and vocals. All George's uh, stuff was on the track already. I think he did some sweetening after we left, but all the music was basically there, and we sang and played over those tracks. So after my parts were done, then the Space Angels came in and, and did their parts to back me up. How many, how long, was, I was like, how long did it take you to record the whole set? Oh, not very. I think I was in there for three days doing it. Um, and the girls knocked it out in a day. To my recollection, I think that's how it went down. And, uh, you know, uh, it kind of became, you know, just a gig that comes along, just a little studio gig that comes along. You go and you do it, and then the following week you go back to your life and you do other things. And, you know, kind of forgot about it. And then the exhibit opened, and people started hearing it, and people started writing to me and saying, there's a thing down at Disney World that sounds like you, you know. I mean, other people wrote and said, it's unmistakably you. Right. <laughs> you know, there's not a doubt in our minds that it was you. When did you, how did you do this and all that stuff. But uh, Sonny is becoming quite popular. Yeah, Sonny's got his, he he's got his legions of fans. He's got like a cult, you have a face, he has, he, you, he, you both have a Facebook page dedicated to Sonny Eclipse. I think I did see that. I, I, I mean, I don't, um, I'm not checking out Sunny Eclipse every day or anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I, I did, I'm on Facebook as well. I have a Cal David page. And uh, any of you out there in the, audience, in the radio listening audience who want to join me on Facebook and be my Facebook friend, please feel free. Definitely, I'll put links uh, to uh, I'll put links, direct links to your Facebook page and your your website. Yeah, it's, it's, in the show notes. Uh, it's Facebook uh, Facebook dot com slash Calface K A L Face. <laughs> That's my Facebook handle. So, so Cal, what are they? Um, what do they tell you? You know, you say it's it's like a normal studio gig, but it it kind of isn't. You know, because I don't think that you ever played an audio animatronic alien before. Do they tell you anything beforehand, whether about what he's going to look like, what he's supposed to sound like, uh, how much direction well, do they give you? You know, when we when we went in there to do it, 
We were, of course, talking about the fact that Sonny is an animatronic character, and they were building him at the time. Uh, but there existed in the Japanese park a, a another animatronic character who sort of looked like Sonny, and I think his name was Zizix. Right, yep. And Zizix uh, wasn't a lounge singer from outer space. He was kind of like a... Uh, a ticket taker, kind of, or like a, a, an usher. I'm not sure exactly what he did. Yeah, he's like a, a baggage somewhere. screener outside of Star Tours. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about story, so anyway. Cal. All about story. <laughs> well, so, well, in any case, uh, they showed me uh, photos of Zizix. And then there was a drawing. And, uh, and we were hysterical. I mean, they took this character and they put a, a pompadour on him and a sequin tuxedo jacket, and a pinky ring. He's got four fingers on his hand, you know. He doesn't have five fingers, he's only got four, but he's got a pinky ring on the small finger. And, uh, you know, he, he, be he became the persona of a lounge singer. So it was, it was perfect casting, man. I mean, <laughs> how many bars have I played? I mean, good <laughs> right. Lord. Uh, I've never played on the planet Zork, but uh, I can identify. You sure. Know? <laughs> I've been lost in space from time to time. <laughs> so, but anyway, it was, a, it was a great gig, and it, it seems to be ongoing. I mean, uh, Sonny has more fans than I do. <laughs> you know, and I've been doing this for a long time, on my first rodeo. You know. And you and Sonny has sort of a, a different range of fans, too, because certainly when you're creating the music and doing the jokes and you're creating it for a broad demographic, you know, not only international people, but from adults to kids as well. Not, you know, kids for the most part aren't the right. ones who are hanging out, checking out blues at night. I think that the, uh, the way it was written, the way it was, uh, you know, created really, uh, does affect a, a broad spectrum of, of age groups because, you know, certainly, uh, there's stuff for the kids to listen to. I mean, it's kind of fun for the kids to hear that stuff and, and there's also, it's fairly entertaining uh, for adults as well. Um, the little double entendre j jokes that I tell and stuff, you know. It's, uh, so it's enjoyable for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and did they just say, go in and just be you, just be Cal? Or did they sort of say, you know, did you sort of change your vocal stylings at all to, to become? No, actually, I was encouraged to be myself. I was encouraged to not change the sound. You know, I could have uh, adopted a, uh, you know, hi, I'm Sunny Eclipse kind of thing, you know, <laughs> some kind of a cartoony kind of a voice. But no, they really wanted it to be me. It's just a little bit pumped up. It's just a little bit uh, more energized than my usual uh, uh, bluesy style. You know, I'm, I'm pretty calm when I perform. Although, you know, we, get, we, we do get kind of animated with the band. Uh, if you want to see uh, something other than Sunny Eclipse, there are videos on my website. And boy, there's a lot of YouTube videos on me. I'm telling you. <laughs> Seems like every gig I play, somebody's out there with a camera phone shooting, shooting something, and it's on YouTube the next morning, you know. Uh, I had one incident where I played a concert in, um, it was in Springfield, Mass. And it was a really nice show, an outdoor thing, um, a lot of folks, it was packed. And uh, I had occasion to do this song that um, that my partner, Lori, one of the Space Angels, of course, uh, Lori Bono wrote this song for herself. But when we put together this recent album, she said it might be a good idea for me to do this song. So she, of course, sings it in her key, which is D minor, and I sing it in a lower key, which is B flat minor. Anyway, I'll try to make this story short. I, I played this show in Springfield. I hadn't done the song in a couple of weeks, so I started off the song in Laurie's key. And the rest of the band started the song in my key, and for just a split second, it was kind of a traffic jam. It was kind of a, a dissonant, it's, it, it, you know, not a very pleasant sound. It was only, you know, a split second, and I corrected. And the next morning, it was on YouTube. So the guy, the guy that posted it, 
contacted me by an email. He said, how'd you like all those songs I put up on YouTube? And I said, well, frankly, my friend, uh, there was a big clam at the beginning of Heart of Stone. That's the title of the song. And I would prefer if you took that one down. And he kindly did. He responded, I think that your fans would like it if I kept up the other, you know, four or five or six tunes that I put up there, but I'll take down Heart of Stone for you so as not to uh, expose your uh, error. The rest of it, of course, was completely perfect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, it shows it's uh, a fan. You know that that he's a fan. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you, which is good. Oh, mostly it's all, you know, it's all put up by fans who want to share the stuff that they've enjoyed with their friends. You know, uh, I actually have a, a a YouTube page of my own. It's YouTube.com/slash/CalDavidVideo, and on there I have control of what is seen, and I've selected some of my favorites. And and, and they appear on there. And there's actually, under my favorite videos, there is a Sunny Eclipse video. I ain't hiding. <laughs> I'm proud to be Sunny. I'm proud to be the voice of Sunny Eclipse. But because so many millions of people, as you said earlier, go through Starlight Rays Cafe, and and then they latch onto that thing. I mean, you know, people really like it. Do you so, find that there's some of that crossover, the... the uh, Sunny Eclipse fans find Cal David, and the Cal David fans go, wait a minute, I just came back from Disney World, and, and man, you sound a lot like that lounge singer guy. Well, you know, uh, there are people that have contacted me because they find out that I'm, my name, I'm the voice of Sunny Eclipse, and they contact me. And they want to know what I do the rest of the time when I'm not Sunny, <laughs> which is all the time. Uh and uh, these folks, um, you know, I, I tell them, well, you know, one lady contacted me. She says, well, I'm going to be in Boston. Or I live in Boston or something. I said, well, I'm going to be playing in Boston. And she came with her dad. And she was a, a young girl who was working at Starlight Rays and, you know, really got to love Sonny. And uh, I guess she came with her dad to one of my shows. And uh, that's happened over and over, that kind of thing. Where people contact me and they find out that I'm actually um, an entertainer uh, known as Cal David, and I have a band, Cal David and the Real Deal, featuring Lori Bono. That's how we go out and tour. And um, I've met a lot of people who were Sunny fans who are now my fans. Uh, I don't know about vice versa. My fans becoming Sunny fans. Uh, you know, people are aware that I've done that, but it's not right. doesn't loom large in my legend, if, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the blues fans ain't looking for uh, a, a, a little uh, lounge singer from outer space. Right. Well, I'll tell you, that man. That, happen. I mean, that's how I found you. I mean, I certainly, I, w I was doing my research, and I found your site, and I spent some time on there, and it was cool. Like, I, I dig a lot of the stuff that you do, and you've got some sample tracks playing in the background. Um, if people mm -hmm. go to caldavid.com, they can see you've got a lot of albums. You've got performances going on around the country you have dvds uh they can pick up uh on itunes they can pick up crossroads of my life so uh hopefully you know with this cal they'll sort of know you from sunny but find out more about what you do you know day to day in real life and some of the other good stuff you put out you know um i told Lori i was doing this interview with you lou and she just said well why don't we go out and do a tour as Cal David, the original voice of Sunny Eclipse. <laughs> because she said probably more people know about Sunny than know about you. Right. And she, she may be right, although uh, I don't know if I want to go out and, and sing uh, Out in Space. Da -da 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 -da. You know, all those. Yeah. I really like those songs, but it ain't the blues. You know what I mean? It ain't it's very blues. different. It's very different what there's, you do. There's one, there's one tune. There's one tune that's kind of bluesy. Uh, I can't remember which, I can't remember the title, but I, George had me play some plenty of blues guitar on it. It's kind of like... Uh, yeah, a couple of them do. Gravity, remember. you know, Gravity does. And, and a couple yeah, of them have that... Gravity. Yeah, they got that feel That's to it. Yep. I'm talking about gravity. You got a hold on me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Gravity. Got a great big hold on me. Oh, 
can't see you Can't even feel you Now I know you will never set me free Yeah, so... Gravity <laughs> is weighing heavy on my mind. <laughs> it's all so clever, you know. I had nothing to do with the writing of it. I write my own music. Laurie and I are composers, and we, and we write songs and stuff. But this was all done for me. You know, I had nothing to do with the creation, uh, the writing of it. But I think it's really very clever. It really is. It is. It's great stuff. And for people who like Sunday Clips, uh, definitely go and check out caldavid.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll also link over to your Facebook page. They should friend you there. And also to your YouTube channel where they can actually watch you and sort of see the guy who is the uh, the face and the voice behind uh, that of Sunny Eclipse. Cal David, I really yeah. appreciate you uh, taking your time today and, uh, and chatting with me a little bit. And know that your work, like I said, every day, it might not be what you do on a daily basis, but I will tell you that you make a lot of kids and kids at heart, including my my own little ones who love Sunny Eclipse, very, very happy oh, each and every day. Well, it's the steadiest gig I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nonstop. <laughs> over Thank and over and over nice. again. <laughs> yes, yes. It was very nice speaking with you and uh, and everybody out there in Radio Land and uh, Good to be, uh, it's good to be sunny eclipse, and I feel good about it. Awesome. I said from the very first show that I always wanted you to be as much of the show as possible. I've invited you to write in, call in, come to meet in Walt Disney World, or even join me on some segments. But for everybody, maybe coming on and researching or talking about a full segment just is not feasible. However, I also love doing contests on the show, especially trivia ones, because that's really where I got my start way back when with my Walt Disney World trivia books. And that also allows me the opportunity to share some fun facts or history with you and also give you a chance to win some prizes as well. However, it's also been a very long, long time since I did one of my favorite contests, Listener Fact or Fiction. So here, instead of me bringing on a guest, expert, author, podcast, or whatever, I want to give you, the listener, a chance to participate, hence Listener Fact or Fiction. So what I've done is invite you to send in your name and phone number to factorfiction at wdwradio.com and I would randomly call a listener to play. If you're not home, I'm going to throw your name back in the pool and move on. But if you're there, I'm going to ask you 10 true or false fact or fiction trivia questions about Walt Disney World. And instead of being able to win just one prize, you can win many depending on how many questions you have right. So like I said, it's been way too long since I've done this, but let's go ahead and call our first listener in quite some time and invite him or her to play fact or fiction. Hello? Hi, is Katie Maxwell there, please? This is. Katie Maxwell, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio. How are you? Oh, good, how are you? <laughs> You're probably wondering why I'm calling you. Yes, I am. <laughs> and probably how I got your phone number. But you may not remember that some time ago you actually emailed me your name and your number for a chance to play Listener Factor Fiction. I did. Holy and, <laughs> and your chance is right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, here's the first question. Did I catch you at a bad time? Is it dinner? Are you in the middle of barbecuing? No, I, we just had family over and they just left. Well, there you go. I timed it very well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this so, is the thing about fact or fiction. You never know, even possibly months after you send in your name, uh, when I just may yeah. randomly call. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into it, I'll, I'll ask you some of the easy questions like... How long you've been listening to the show and maybe how you found it? Was it through iTunes? Was it from the books? How'd you sort of get to listening and how far back do you go? 
I started probably a year ago, and I was on your website on the forums for a really long time before that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and one, right now I'm working on catching up on the, all the old ones, so. Wow, very cool. And so you are from Michigan, correct? Yes. And so how often do you get to Walt Disney World? Is it like a yearly thing, like the yearly pilgrimage out to the parks? Um, just the last four years, we've went every year. And before that, I had only been when I was 12 years old. So, um, But I've always loved it. So now we're in a better All right, so here's your easy non-game trivia questions. I need you to give me your favorite park, your favorite resort, and really, Katie, the most important question of all, your favorite restaurant in Walt Disney World. Okay. Um, Probably favorite park is Epcot. Um, Favorite resort is Port Orleans Riverside, even though I would love to stay at the boardwalk, but I've not been able to. And favorite restaurant, that's really tough. Uh, I would probably say uh, Beer Garden. Nice. All right. Good. I like it. You don't hear garden yeah. at the beer, hear beer Garden at the top of a lot of people's lists. No, I love it. It's fun. And so are you a food and wine person, Katie, to get down for food and wine festival a lot? I've been there twice. And we haven't got to try a whole lot of stuff, but we did do a couple of things. So it's a good time of year to go, though. Awesome. So, do you um, do you own any of the trivia books? Are you like a or, or the trivia app? Like, do you, do you know your stuff? Are you a, a trivia expert? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the books. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And so Hopefully I don't heard- look like a moron. <laughs> We can edit it out. Don't worry. Um, Have you ever heard when we've done fact or fiction in the past? And I know it's been a long time since I've done it. Yeah, I I have heard a few times. Awesome. So you know it's easy. Katie, it's easy. I'm going to ask you 10 true or false or fact or fiction questions about Walt Disney World. All I need you to tell me is whether it's fact or fiction. You don't have to even give me the reason why. Although you will get extra credit. Although... No additional points if you do. And the valuable and not so valuable prizes you may be playing for. Again, I want to give you lots of different chances to win. So you don't have to get all 10 correct. If you get one to three right, I'll send you a WW Radio button and a luggage tag and a limited edition celebrations pin and a magazine. If you get four to six. Now, do you have any of those? What's that? Do you have any of those? Do Do you get the magazine or anything like that? I get the magazine, yeah. I will also include a hug from Tim Foster then with that as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you get awesome. if you get four to six questions correct, you will get a six pack. And I don't mean a six pack of your favorite beer from the beer garden. You get a six pack of the audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD. Do you oh, have any great. of those? Do you have any audio? No, tours? I don't. I've always wanted to. Though. There you go. If you get seven to nine, I'll also I'll add on to that. A $25 Disney gift card. Oh, I hope I'm smart today. (laughs) (laughs) And if you get all 10, since I have run out of other prizes like Disney or like WW Radio t-shirts, the next time you come out to Walt Disney World, lunch is on me. So I I will join you and buy you lunch at Disney World. How's that? Great. She's like, I'd rather have the t-shirt, but that's okay. I could always send you a (laughs) t-shirt before that instead. (laughs) Thank you. All right, so Katie, you ready to play? Yes. All right, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna give you some softballs too, so don't worry, don't get nervous. Okay. All right. First question: Fact or fiction? Snow White's Scary Adventures is set to close next year and be transformed into the Princess Fairy Tale Hall. Fact or fiction? That is fact. Absolutely. it's uh, That's going to be the place where you're going to be able to meet uh, princesses like Aurora, Cinderella, maybe Tiana, Rapunzel. They're going to have a meet and greet with guests in a new home, the sort of elegant royal court. And that is where Snow White's Scary Adventures is today. 
And although we will maybe mourn the loss of, uh, of Snow White and her scary adventures, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Coaster right in the center of the new fantasy land looks like it's going to be pretty spectacular. Yes. All right. But I'll miss the old one. I will as well. So you need to come down and get your last few rides in as quickly as possible. So I know. I hope I can. So there you go. You've already won something. So with everything else, it's gravy oh. after this. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> Fact or fiction? The rear projection screen at the American Adventure is the largest ever used. Fact or fiction? Mm. I absolutely have no idea, so I'm going to say fact. That's Listen, you had a 50-50 chance, and you got it right. The screen oh, is, nice. in fact, it's 28 feet high, 155 feet long, and the American Adventure actually uses more than 3,000 feet of 70 millimeter film. And I think everybody should see that attraction. That is my favorite show in all of Walt Disney World is the American Adventure. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, you're two for two. You're batting 1,000. On okay. to number three. <laughs> okay. More time was spent programming The Wicked Witch in The Great Movie Ride than any other audio animatronics figure ever created by Walt Disney Imagineering. So fact or fiction, did, did WDI, did the Imagineers take more time programming the Wicked Witch in the Great Movie Ride than any other audio animatronics figure? Fact or fiction? I feel like I've heard before that that one was kind of tricky for them, so I'm going to say fact. You were close. You were close oh, because it was okay. actually fiction. Because have you had a chance to ride Toy Story oh, Mania? Everett. Oh, Toy, Toy Story. Story Mania. Mr. Potato Head, who was voiced by Don Rickles, uh, is was the most complex. They spent more time programming Mr. Potato Head than any other audio animatronics figure. So he's got more okay. lines of dialogue than any figure ever uh, created. Uh, he's the only one that can remove a body part and reattach it, like oh, his okay. ear. Uh, he's very expressive. He's got the animated eyes. And it's also the first out audio animatronics figure whose mouth actually moves to form words and vowel sounds. So it's mo the most okay. articulated. But that's okay. That's okay. Shoot. <laughs> You're two out of three. It's, it's, like, it's like a C plus. You're still doing that's very well. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on the saddle because question four. Master okay. sculptor and Imagineer Blaine Gibson sculpted all of the presidential heads in the Hall of Presidents. So, Blaine, here, I'm going to help you along here. So, Blaine Gibson, uh, legendary. He is a Disney legend. Uh, sculpted. He did the partner statue. He did sharing the magic statue. He did a lot of the um, the busts and the heads and the figures for a lot of the uh, audio animatronics figures in the parks. Did he, in fact, sculpt all of the presidential heads in the Hall of Presidents? Fact or fiction? Um, I am going to say fiction. Excellent. Excellent. A little bit tricky there because he actually did sculpt all of them up into Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. That's right. Yeah. Um, his sort Yay. of protege, Valerie Edwards, who's now the director of sculpting for WDI, um, mm -hmm. sort of took Blaine Gibson's inspirations and tutelage, and she, can, she is the one who had done uh, Barack Obama's head. Uh, but all of the previous heads were sculpted by Gibson, who's about 92 now. So uh, they seem to bring poor Blaine Gibson coming out of retirement a lot to uh, to sculpt presidential right. heads. So, um, uh, but but uh, Valerie Edwards has sort of taken over that role from him. And little bit of of trivia: Valerie is actually the daughter of Disney animator George Edwards, who worked on uh, some of the classic films like Sleeping Beauty. Right. Okay. Talent just, it's all in the family. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly my parents were not artists, if you ever see, saw me draw. All right, so we are, uh, what are we, three out of four now. We're, we're back on track. Okay. Question five. The Mickey and Princess meet and greet area in the Magic Kingdom over at the Town Square Theater marks the first ever use of Disney's Fast Pass service for a character meet and greet experience. That is fact. 
that is in fact fact. You're on fire tonight, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> the Town Square Theater is presented by Kodak. Uh, it used to be known as the Town Square Expo Exposition Hall. Uh, they reimagined it early this year to sort of look like a, a turn of the 20th century style theater. Uh, have you had a chance to see the, the new uh, exposition halls yet? No, I haven't. Last time we were there, it was Part of it was closed off, and I wanted to see the mural. Yeah, whether you are a, a character person or not, you've got to go and see it because even in sort of the outside queue area, there uh -huh. is there are those um, interactive style posters that you saw maybe from the Disney Dream, and Magician Mickey sort of comes to life, and it really sort of makes the queue and the story flow very uh, much, much faster. And then when you get inside, you've got to look sort of in Mickey's dressing room where the uh, where the meet and greet takes place because there's amazing uh, props and gags and stories and references to classic Disney attractions and films and the theme parks and Madame Leota. And I actually walked in. I met Mickey Minnie and said, guys, I actually need to take more pictures of the props than I do of you. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense intended. So. <laughs> All right, so we are, what are we now, four out of five, somewhere around there? Anybody yeah. keeping score at home? There you go. All right, so four out of five, we still have a chance for some somewhat valuable prizes. All right, uh, moving on to something else that's new in the parks, and since I am a big Star Wars geek, in the new mm -hmm. Star Tours, have you seen, you know, you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, I haven't. But Katie, you're a huge Disney fan. I'm sure you're paying close attention. In the new Star Tours... Your pilot is supposed to be Ali Sansan, Factor Fiction. So your pilot. What was the name? I'm sorry. Your pilot in Star Tours. Get the Google out. Is supposed to be Ali Sansan. Um, fact. You get. Take a guess. I guess fact. Yeah. Take just really take a guess. Random guess. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it win. Yeah, it's um, Ali Sansan, who's actually voiced by by actress Allison Janney, which is sort of how they got to her name. She's the, the spokesbot for the spaceport. Uh, she was modeled okay. after the waitress droid in Attack of the Clones. But your pilot, your new droid pilot, is AC-38, also known as Ace. Of course, when you see it, you'll see that uh, things go horribly wrong. And, of course, C-3PO becomes the pilot accidentally. So... Oh, okay. Well done. Wow. Very well done. <laughs> so, listen, you got that one right. So you're still five out of six. Oh. We're going to stick with Star Tours. We're going to stick with Star oh, Tours. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> just what you wanted to hear. Uh, <laughs> so on Star Tours, your flight number is 1401. That's not the question. 1401 is a reference to the address of Skywalker Ranch. Where Skywalker Ranch is where, um, not where Luke Skywalker lives, it's where George Lucas's sort of home base for Lucasfilm is. So is 1401 the address of Skywalker Ranch? Facts or, fact or fiction? Mm, fact. Close. Or fiction. <laughs> <laughs> It's fact or fiction. It's actually close. Uh, 1401, the significance of that is that 1401 Flower Street in Glendale, California is actually the address of Walt Disney Imagineering. Oh. And if you take I an adventure... I need to learn more about Star Wars apparently. You do. Or you need to go <laughs> on Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic and actually go to Imagineering. Oh. I just did it and it was awesome. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, so you are somewhere around... Not doing as well as you, I was before. No, you're doing awesome. You're doing awesome. <laughs> you're probably like, thanks. Uh, thanks for all the tricky Star Wars questions. So, all right, yeah. I'm not going to give you a Star Wars question next, but it is going okay. to be a Tomorrowland question. <laughs> so... Okay. <laughs> all right, as you walk down the Avenue of the Planets in Tomorrowland now, and the Avenue of Planets is that uh, pathway from the hub into Tomorrowland... As you walk down the Avenue of the Planets, you see Stitch's Great Escape on your left. But if you would have gone to this building on October 1st, 1971, 
you would have actually seen, well, you wouldn't be able to ride yet, but you would have seen a sign for the attraction inside, which was Mission to Mars. So fact or fiction, when the Magic Kingdom, when Tomorrowland first opened, was the first attraction in that building, Mission to Mars, fact or fiction? Well, I know it was an attraction. I don't know where it was located, so I will say fact. I'm going to give you a hint. That attraction that attraction did exist there, but was it the very first one? Oh, was it okay. the very first attraction there? So fiction. <laughs> <laughs> People are yelling this. shenanigans into their <laughs> at their iPods or their car stereos right now. But yeah, it um Mission to Mars was an attraction in that building. That actually opened in June of 1975 after the original attraction, which was Flight to the Moon, closed. That opened December 24th, 1971. Um, As with a lot of the attractions in Tomorrowland, it wasn't very futuristic because we had been to the moon two years earlier. So a few years after that, they retooled it and, and named it Mission to Mars. So I still think you're about, I don't know, I'm not even keeping score. Somewhere around six out of eight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm failing. No, you're doing awesome. Listen, it's all about fun. This is all about having fun. (laughs) So you got two more questions. Here we go. Okay. Moving over to Epcot. Each test vehicle in Test Track travels about 50,000 miles per year. Fact or fiction? Talk it out. Let me hear, uh, let, me hear, let me hear the reasoning. Fifty thousand miles a year. Each vehicle is that what you said? Each vehicle, right? Fifty thousand miles. miles a year. Which is about the same that what I used to put on my car a year driving from Naples to Walt Disney World. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but. Well, they do it several times a day. A lot of times a day. Oh, geez. I will say fact. Excellent. See that? Go with your gut. Katie, always go with your gut instinct (laughs) because it is fact. Uh, The number of miles each test vehicle travels is about four times the average amount of miles a U.S. car is driven annually. So I think you're, what are you? Seven out of nine now? Ah, we'll give you seven out of yeah. nine. Why not? All right, okay. so final question. This is, uh, it's from a classic. Everybody loves the Haunted Mansion. And so your final question is this. Eleanor Audley, the voice of Madame Leota, was also the voice of Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Fact or fiction? That is fact. And she was also Lady Tremaine, wasn't she? Katie, I love it. I love you throwing in the bonus trivia. See that? You've redeemed yourself. Yes. I should get an extra point for that. You do. So now you're like 9 out of 10. <laughs> You've scored 90%. That's an A in my book. Um, I'm so smart. <laughs> I love it. I am so smart. Sorry, this is just too crazy. I'm super shocked you called me. Sorry. <laughs> And see, you have to be ready. You never know when the phone's going to ring. So, uh, I know. I almost didn't pick it up, but I thought, 407. You're like, who is this crazy person from Florida calling me? <laughs> I know. So it's not the year of a million dreams anymore, but you are going to get a prize package uh, with a whole bunch of stuff in it. And who knows, even, you know, next time you come down, I'd love to meet you in the parks and say hi anyway. So all you need to do is just email me your address. Don't give it out on the air. Email me your address and uh, I will get a, a package out to you right away. I appreciate you taking the time out of your night. Sorry if I surprised you out of left field. No <laughs> but you're fine. You did awesome. You should be very proud. So tell your Thank friends, you. tell your family. And if anybody's listening who maybe wants a chance to show off their stuff and to play listener factor fiction, all you need to do is what Katie did. Just email me your name and your phone number 
to factorfiction at wdwradio.com. And as Katie can attest to, you never know when I may call again to play. Katie, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and to go back to the shows and certainly for taking the time and playing tonight. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in. Thanks again to my guest, Cal David. I'll put links to his website on this week's show notes over at wdwradio.com. Just click on the podcast link and show number 238. There you'll not only find links to Cal's website, but how you can order the Celebrations Holiday Special Edition, a 120-page hardbound book celebrating the holidays at Walt Disney World, now available for pre-order over at celebrationspress.com. Also, more information about our WDW Radio Disney Book Club, DisneyMeets.com, the audio guys, private tours, iPad apps, and lots more. While you're on the site, you can also join our fun, friendly community, meet other Disney fans on our discussion forums or in person at Meets of the Month and at other events like the WDW Radio Cruise on the Disney Dream in 2012 and at our regular Meets of the Month in Walt Disney World. September's Meet is going to be the weekend of September 23rd. Stay tuned to DisneyMeets.com as well as Twitter.com slash or Facebook.com slash WDW Radio for more information. I mentioned at the beginning of the show more information about our 40-hour live broadcast. Uh, I think the lack of sleep had finally gotten to me, and I realized that instead of just doing another 24-hour show live from Walt Disney World like we did last year to honor Walt Disney World's 40th anniversary on October 1st, we are going to do 40 hours live from Walt Disney World. So you can join us either in the parks or in the box as we broadcast live video beginning Saturday, October 1st and ending 40 hours later on Sunday, October 2nd around midnight. Uh, We're going to try and hit some of the parks and some of the events going on, including uh, whatever Disney's going to have planned for Walt Disney World's 40th anniversary celebration, maybe the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, the Wine and Dine Half Marathon After Party, A few surprises along the way and lots more. And of course, a very important part of the 40-hour show is going to be our fundraising effort for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America through our Dream Team project. Just one of the ways we're going to do it is we're going to actually have a live auction going on during the 40-hour show, looking to have maybe 40 lots for 40 hours to give those of you who are at home a chance to participate, a chance to bid, and obviously do some good for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. To date, we have raised over $100,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, and we're looking to make that even more so we can make some children's wishes come true and let those children with life-threatening medical conditions come down and experience some of the magic of Walt Disney World that we talk about and enjoy so much. Definitely stay tuned to wdwradio.com slash 40 for more information about the 40-hour show and the auction and our other fundraising efforts as well. If you're planning on coming by or taking part in some of the fun, whether in the parks or by watching live, I'll put a link in this week's show notes to our event page on Facebook, as well as, of course, to DisneyMeets.com. I'll likely also talk more about the 40-hour show on this week's WDW Newscast. That's our live video broadcast and chat every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern at WDWNewscast.com. There you can watch live and chat about this week's Walt Disney World News. Of course, if you can't make it live, that's okay. You can watch it again on the blog on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash WDWradio or catch the audio in the iTunes feed. Be sure and come to iTunes and subscribe to the WDW Radio Show right there. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. Listen, if you're going to Walt Disney World or Disneyland on a Disney cruise, Adventures by Disney, Becky Menken, who you hear on the show all the time, she and her team of agents not only give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, an amazing level of personal service. Remember, it's all at no additional cost to you. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And when you're coming to Walt Disney World, maybe you want something with your own private pool and a spa, complete kitchen and a game room, multiple master bedrooms to bring your whole entire extended family and friends 
Be sure and check out allstarvacationhomes.com. They have everything from two-bedroom condos up to seven-bedroom homes within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World, and we'll be broadcasting live from there. That's going to be our home base during the 40-hour show. We'll give you a chance to take a look and see what it's like inside as we do many of the overnight hours uh, from the home over at allstarvacationhomes.com. But if you want to stay right in the heart of Walt Disney World, maybe you want to enjoy the luxurious Mandara Spa, take part in some of the 17 world-class restaurants and lounges. You know I love Todd English's Blue Zoo. Shula's has the best steak on property. Sushi over at Kimono's, as well as karaoke, if that's your thing. Lots more. Be sure and check out our friends over at swananddolphin.com. And stay tuned for more information about their special event coming up next month during Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share the link on Facebook or forums. Please come by, review the show and the WDW Radio or WDW Trivia apps over at iTunes. And please also remember that there's no time like today and no excuse to not start to pursue your passion and follow your dreams. And when you do, always keep moving forward. Until next week, my friends, I hope you have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Heather S. again from Nashville. Still having a great time in Walt Disney World. Hanging at our hotel right now, the Caribbean Beach Resort. Just wanted to let you know that uh, I heard about you talking uh, about Duffy Bear so much that I had to go get one myself. So I have my own Duffy Bear. He doesn't have any clothing yet, but uh, if I have any money at the end of the trip, I might buy him a sailor costume. Okay, well, uh, I can't wait to hear the show when I get back, and I hope you're doing well. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangiello. Hey, this is Kent from Alabama calling again, and uh, just wanted to congratulate you on your show, and, and you do an awesome job. Uh, I find myself going to the iTunes store looking for uh, new updates from you constantly, so uh, uh, keep out, keep up the good work and really do enjoy it. And just wanted to say I've officially dove off the deep end. Uh, we, me and my, my family went to Disney World last month. I think I, I called in and, uh, and told you all about it, but bought the Premier Passport that has the Disneyland and the Disney World uh, 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 unlimited. So now it's like you're just trying to find an excuse to get out there. And uh, uh, got the invitation yesterday to the Room for One More event, um, which I'm still debating. Boy, it's tough. It's $285 per ticket to get in, but, you know, it's going to be awesome to go. Um, so anyway, if I, if, I, if I get in, I'll definitely call you and let you know what's going on there. I'm sure you're going to be there anyway. But I uh, just want to thank you. I uh, just want to share some, some thoughts on the food. Uh, since I've been listening to your show, I've, I've really, uh, uh, this last couple of trips, we've really tried some different things. Dough whips are awesome. Been there. Never have had one until this last trip. Uh, uh, awesome, awesome, especially when you're thirsty. You get to the end, and, and it's just great. Uh, churros from Disneyland we've tried. Tried one from Disney World. Didn't even know they were there, but we tried one this last time. Of course, peaches and cream. Um, and I was listening to your discussion on the, uh, the the Blue Bayou. You guys were talking about nice places to eat. And Becky did not uh, particularly agree with you on that. But, yeah, I think it's a great place for a romantic dinner. That's probably one of the best dinners I've ever had in Disneyland. Uh, of course, you're sitting there at the Pirates of the Caribbean. You're, it's kind of like the uh, San Angelian, uh, same ambiance. You're looking at the boats, but a little bit nicer. Uh, but great food, awesome food. Uh, had a great time. Also, primetime 50s, and uh, uh, had a good time there a few years ago as well. But anyway, just wanted to call in and uh, tell you that we're officially sick Disney fans, and uh, finally, finally, my wife loves the beach, and she used to complain about taking her to Disney, Disney World, and I asked her the other day, if you had your choice between Disney World and the beach now, which one would you take? And she, she thought for a minute, and she said Disney World. And uh, so, I, hey, I brainwashed her. We're officially on the same page. So, anyway, all is good. Life is great. So, have a good day. Enjoy your show. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Lou. Kent from Alabama again. Uh, as typically, I, I, the whole point of my phone call I forgot to mention. But uh, we went last month, and next month is our 10-year anniversary. And I, 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 that's what I was going to tell you. I have talked her into Disney World. She's heck as a clam, and that's where she wants to go. So, uh, back-to-back trips and uh, probably the room for one more 
in uh, in September. So, uh, like I said before, we're officially uh, we're, we we dove in, and uh, now it seems like work is just to <laughs> to provide bills and Disney money. So, uh, anyway, take care. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye bye. Hi, Lou. Jen Tremley from Bristol, Connecticut. Just listened to show 233 this week uh, with the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse um, uh, overview that you did, and it was awesome as always. I'm uh, very excited to hear you uh, go through the rest of the WDW opening day attractions um, and can't wait to see what else is on your list and um, what else you're going to be going through and and highlighting. Um, As always, it was awesome. And um, I also thoroughly enjoyed last week's show with Pete Renaday as well. Um, Country Bears is one of my favorite attractions, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to that as well. So once again, um, both both weeks have been ab- absolutely awesome. Every week is absolutely awesome. And uh, you just continue to provide quality podcasts week after week after week that just really keep your, your listeners entertained and um, wanting to come back for more. So, I, again, I do appreciate your time with all this, Lou. You do a fabulous job. And um, keep up the great work, and as you say, keep moving forward. I will talk to you soon. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Hey, how you doing, Lou? This is Brian Mahoney from Marlboro, New York. Uh, I was on the running team with you guys on uh, January 11th, half marathon. I have an idea for a, a show, uh, top ten places or, or rides, attractions that adults still go to even though their kids are old, which is the boat I'm in right now. I listen to your show all the time. I mention uh, Red Box, uh, Nice Meats. And that's about it. Thanks a lot. You've got-